This is the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast, and this is Dr. Bill Scott, your host. Thank you for joining uh, me today, and I pray that this podcast will be a, a blessing to you. It is for pastors, and especially those pastors who have been deeply wounded in the pastoral ministry. Today, uh, I want to read a a verse of scripture, the foundational passage for uh, the reason for this podcast is found in Hebrews 6.10. That is where the writer in Hebrews speaks about that God is faithful and that he will not forget your faithful service to his people, that he'll reward you for that. But the verse of scripture I want to read today uh, is found in uh, 1 Peter and it's uh, chapter 5, verse 12, I believe. Uh, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Uh, and that's uh, the New King James Version. But today, uh, as we continue our journey on the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast, uh, to give you a bit of context uh, for those of you who may be new to this podcast, uh, I pastored over 30 years in uh, Southern Baptist churches. I'm very familiar with the Southern Baptist Convention and all of its operations. But this podcast isn't just for Southern Baptists. It's for any pastor, any man of God who is called of God. Uh, It doesn't matter whether you're a Methodist or Pentecostal or a Holiness or whatever your denomination is. If you have a call on your life from the Lord God uh, and you have served Him faithfully, proclaiming the truth of his word, and you are suffering mistreatment uh, and uh, discouragement or whatever you may be experiencing, please know that you are welcome here. This is not about being a Baptist. It's about being a child of God and a man of God called by God. Today I want to talk to you uh, about feelings versus truth. In previous podcasts, I've dealt with issues such as depression and and things of that sort. Uh, today, as I want to further uh, further that um, concept, I want us to talk about uh, or think about feelings versus truth. Uh, in our woundedness, it's easy to be consumed with our feelings, and those feelings. Uh, can have a broad spectrum, everything from betrayal, anger, and the desire for revenge. This podcast, uh, as I said in the initial podcast, is not about lambasting the church. It isn't about uh, castigating the local church. Jesus died for the church, and we love the church. Unfortunately, there are people within the church who don't walk in the Spirit, they don't walk with the Lord, and so they, they walk in the flesh and they, they fulfill their desires rather than the desires of God and the Holy Spirit. So, Pastor, if you're listening to this today and you are just now or just recently 
having gone through a devastating experience in a local church. Maybe you were terminated from your pastorate, people you've loved and given yourself to for years and years, only to be turned out uh, like a piece of garbage, and all that you've done in the Lord's name uh, is meaningless to the little power group that often occurs in churches. It doesn't matter the size of the church, whether you're a pastor of 20, a congregation of 20, or whether you're a pastor of a congregation of 5,000 or more. It doesn't matter. The principles are the same. People who are not walking in the Spirit are going to do what uh, the flesh wants to do. Even though it's often branded in the name of faith or in the name of Jesus. Uh, Dear friends, uh, today as we talk about feelings versus truth. Dr. Wayne Oates, uh, a dear professor uh, of years ago who's now gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, was one of the pioneers in modern-day pastoral care movement. He was a very gracious and loving man, but he could be very uh, demanding in his classes. But he made a comment one day in uh, one of his pastoral care classes, and I'm quoting him now, Don't make an idol out of your pain. Okay, so pastor, under shepherd, you're listening to this, and your wounds are perhaps fresh, uh, or perhaps recent, and you're still rocking and reeling from the devastation of the uh, betrayal, of being set out, of being terminated, or whatever, or put in a position where you had to resign, uh, not due to any moral failure on your part, or any theological or biblical uh, dysfunction, you weren't being untrue to the scripture, rather you were being true to the word of God, you were preaching and proclaiming God's truth, you were faithful to serve God's people with integrity, uh, and yet uh, you got the knife in the back. And in this podcast, while I don't intend to be ugly, I'm just going to be gut level honest. I've been a pastor for over 30 years. I've seen the best of people, and they're some of the most beautiful, loving people you'll ever meet in the local church. And unfortunately, they're also some of the most ugly, unloving people. So, again, the focus is not on their failures, although we will be honest about the fact of the hurt that it results in for us. Okay? So as we think about uh, feelings versus truth today... uh, In our woundedness, uh, it is easy to become consumed uh, with our pain, especially if that pain is fresh. Remember, the pain is real. And so I encourage you to just be gut-level honest. You know, as pastors so often we feel ashamed, we can't talk to no one else or very few because we're afraid that uh, our trust will be betrayed. And as I said in an earlier podcast, yes, we indeed need to choose wisely who we share our hurt and our heart with. There are some 
good, honorable people out there, but we must be very careful, and we must choose wisely whom we share our deepest hurts with. But as pastors, we need somewhere and someone to just be honest. And uh, as a Southern Baptist, uh, I know this is one of the weaknesses in the free church. Uh, So often uh, there's scarcely any resource available. I know our denomination and state conventions and and associations at times uh, they try to be understanding of of the pastoral stress and and challenges and and they try to be sympathetic and I believe that's sincere and genuine. However, we lack uh, somewhere where we can give our voice without being judged or condemned. Uh, When we're going through deep, deep pain, the last thing we need is someone to stand up in a stern, holier-than-thou voice and condemn us for feeling that way. As I've said in the beginning of this uh, series of podcasts, the only way we're ever going to find genuine healing is to be honest and to face the truth of our hurt. And uh, you're certainly welcome to disagree with me wholeheartedly. That is certainly your choice. But dear friend, having been there more than once myself, I know from experience what it takes. And have I arrived? No, I still haven't arrived. I'm still on the journey. But dear friend, we do a great injustice to our fellow pastors and brothers when we hold a holier-than-thou attitude and we uh, stand in judgment over anyone who would dare be honest about their pain. So you won't have to worry about that in this podcast. You will be encouraged to be honest about your hurt and your pain. Not that we can glorify that, because again, we're not to make an idol of our pain, but we must deal honestly with it if we're to move on. So, to be, uh, to say that we are not having pain when we are is nothing but total dishonesty. And dear friend, today I want to encourage you to be honest before God and before yourself. What does it mean? Uh, what does it mean uh, to do with pain? But what do, you know? What does the pain? Uh, what do we have to do with that? So, like David, uh, we've got to pour our complaint out before the Lord. Uh, David found himself more than once in situations uh, where he was in a, a bad spot, and on one occasion, I believe, as I shared in last week's podcast. There was a point when even his own men, while he was out running for his life, that a group of his own men were ready to stone him to death. And the scripture says that David comforted himself in the Lord. And dear friend, there's the key. When you have been wounded, and it's real, and it's not unspiritual, it doesn't make you a weak Christian or a bad pastor, to be honest, about your woundedness, because we are human. We are not robots. We do have flesh and blood, and we have feelings. Are we to glorify that? Absolutely not. But we are to be honest about it. So, in our woundedness, there are many dangers that we have to face. If we allow our feelings to 
control us, there are many dangers. One of the dangers that we face if we allow our emotions to control us, our feelings, uh, is the issue of anger. And anger, if left unchecked, will turn into seething anger. Just that boiling point slightly below the surface. And then if not dealt with, it will eventually turn into bitterness. And the bitterness uh, can turn into very ugly actions and attitudes that are dishonoring to our Lord. Another danger uh, that many pastors uh, probably are uncomfortable talking about, but is very real, and I'm not talking about my own experience. I've talked and conferred with other pastors in the past, uh, and they've had similar experiences. There's uh, anger toward God. Now, on the surface, uh, we have an immediate reaction. Oh, no, I could never be angry at God. Uh, Well, I think there's plenty of biblical examples of God's servants who were angry at God. Uh, As I shared uh, in a previous session about uh, the anger uh, with Elijah and so forth, they, they were depressed, and so if... We, we can become ambivalent toward God. And then a third danger is anger toward ourself, and that's depression. It's where we turn our anger inward. We may feel angry because we're out of, we have no control. We can't control the circumstances that happen to us. The deacon group that got together in a secret meeting and, and voted to have us ousted, or, or the power group in the church that had their secret meetings behind closed doors and, and uh, everything uh, eventually erupted to the point where uh, after they had made all their little sinister plans and decisions, then we were put out of the church or we were put in a position of having to resign Uh, not because of moral failure or not because we were unbiblical in anything we did, but simply because they were unwilling to follow the under-shepherd of God and his faithfulness to the Word of God. It is said that prior to Nero unleashing his persecution on Christians, that uh, Peter wrote... uh, those words that I began the podcast with out of First uh, Peter chapter 5 about uh, don't be surprised uh, if you're un- undergoing fiery trials. Why should we be surprised when mistreatment arises in the church? Well, number one, I myself as a young pastor, um, being naive and uh, living uh, in that naivete, believing that people in the church were good people, were godly people, were people of integrity, and people who loved the Lord would not uh, be involved in any kind of subterfuge or dishonesty or any kind of cruelty. Well, dear friends, uh, through the years uh, I found out how naive that was. And uh, I, too, have suffered more than once at the hands of little groups and deacons and so on and so forth. Now, let me say that there are some godly deacons. Uh, 
but people who are not walking in the Spirit, people who are not walking according to, to God's Word, regardless of their title, they can be Satan's little instrument. You know, we need to remember that the Scripture tells us that Satan is like a roaring lion. He seeks to devour us. He, he seeks to, uh, he roams the earth to and fro according to Scripture, seeking whom he may devour. And dear pastor friend, if you are reeling from a gushing wound at this moment, please know that your wounds are very real. You are human. You cannot help but have emotions. You can't help but feel betrayed. You can't feel help but feel angry. Anger in itself is not a sin. It's, it's what we do with that anger that determines whether it becomes sin. And dear friend, here is where we need, as, as men of God, as, as children of God, we need to learn that anger itself is not a sin. And I know that there are Christians out there and pastors out there who think it is. Well, if that's the case, I sincerely ask and genuinely ask, if sin is an anger, then Jesus was guilty because Jesus got angry. You say, oh, but that's righteous anger. It was still anger. And uh, we have anger, and we have righteous anger when we see, quote-unquote, God's people acting in an ungodly way and mistreating other people in the name of Jesus. We should be angry. And that is a righteous anger, but we have to be careful that we don't allow our righteous anger to become self-righteous. There is a difference. So here, dear friend, uh, Satan is walking around, and if you're suffering from a deep wound uh, right now, or you've just recently gone through it, maybe you're totally at a Maybe you're totally out of the church right now. Maybe you're struggling with wondering uh, if you'll ever go back into the pastoral ministry. And, and so Satan, uh, it, believe me, he's right there. Um, as I said in a previous podcast, don't deny your feelings. They are what they are. But beware of the trap that Satan uh, will use to destroy you. Uh, I'm talking to the pastor who who feels betrayed by people uh, or who feels abandoned even by God. If you and I live by our feelings, uh, then it will be easy to become ambivalent toward God. Uh, It'll be easy to play right into the hands of the enemy. What does that look like? Well, Let me share with you from one who's taken that road. And I don't share this for the purpose of of uh, uh, self-praise or aggrandizement. I I share it uh, humbly and I share it, but I share it sincerely. When we have been devastated, and I mean devastated, by people in the church, when we have felt the dagger of betrayal, in our back, in our soul. It is very easy to stop praying because the initial reaction is that of any normal person. There's shock at first. It's like a death, literally. 
when you've been faithful to preach God's word and to love God's people and to serve his people, and then you're turned out like yesterday's garbage, it's impossible not to feel shocked, to be stunned, to be left bewildered and at a loss for words. But then, as time goes on, it's easy to slip into that place of no longer praying. Why bother? Why bother praying to a God who didn't protect you? You had been faithful. You had preached His Word faithfully. You had preached it fervently. You had preached it tirelessly. And yet, the hammer fell and you were put out. So why should you bother praying to a God who didn't protect you? Another issue that we can struggle with is becoming a wanderer. There's great danger here, dear brother, because Satan will continue to speak his lies into your heart and your mind. He will encourage you to abandon your faith. He will encourage you to abandon the church. And dear friend, believe me, I understand. I understand more than I can ever put in words on this podcast. God has not forsaken you. God has not abandoned you, even though it may feel that way. Dear brother, deal honestly with your pain. Face it for what it is. But in your pain, turn into God, not away from Him. Because here is where you and I are so vulnerable. When God allows these things to happen, and nowhere does He promise that it won't happen, but yet when we have been faithful and we have loved his people, and faithfully served his people, and this has happened to us, the pain that results, the great danger is that in our pain, we will turn away from God, rather than turning to him. So dear brother, I don't know what you are going through, but I do know what it's like to be betrayed. I do know what it's like to have served faithfully, to have proclaimed without apology the inerrant word of God, only to be turned out. And yes, sadly to say, even many fellow pastors will treat you like you have a disease. I wish it were not so, but in having experienced forced termination or involuntary termination more than once in my pastoral ministry, it appeared to be a consistent pattern. Oh, thankfully, there may be one or two or three pastors who will seek to be comforting and to express genuine care and sorrow for what you're going through. But those tend to be in the minority. So enough of that. In your pain... Turn to God, not away from Him. Like Job, who experienced unimaginable pain and suffering, yet he cried out and said, Though he slay me, yet 
will I trust Him. God knows your pain, dear brother. He is with you even though you may not feel it. He is with you even though you may not understand. He is with you even though you may feel forsaken. God is with you. In our pain we will choose to trust God or we will choose to allow our feelings to control us. And dear friend, believe me that if you allow your feelings to control you, it will lead you down a path that is very unpleasant and its end will be very painful. As I've said numerous times already, be honest about your pain, but give your pain to God. Beat on the wall, beat on a pillow, go out in the woods, scream and yell and cry out to God. It's okay, brother. It really is. That's not shameful. Do honest business with God. Because until you and I can do honest business with God, our spiritual life will be stymied greatly. Just remember that our adversary, the devil, he's looking for any and every opportunity to turn you into a casualty. As under-shepherds of the Lord, we are in Satan's crosshairs. So, dear brother, today, if you've heard nothing else I've said, please take away from this. Be honest about your feelings, but turn to the truth of God's Word. He said, I will never leave nor forsake thee. And in the midst of of your undeniable anguish and suffering. Trust in the Lord, even when He is silent. My Father God, our Father God, I lift up the pastor who may be listening to this podcast. Lord, he's going through great anguish and pain of soul right now. He's hurt. He's bewildered. He's stunned. He's shocked. He doesn't understand why this has happened to him or why he's going through this and all of the stress it creates for him as a provider for his family and Lord how it impacts them as well. God, may you comfort this brother. May you comfort his family. And Lord, at the end of the day, may we remember your promise that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen.